Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. This week, your host, Kathy Hackle, talks to Vanessa Mason about finding spaces for belonging. Let's go ahead and get started. Here's your host, Kathy Hackle. So guys, really excited about my guest today. Um, I was hoping to have her on my podcast in December, and then December got in the way, so we had to reschedule. So I want to welcome Vanessa Mason, Research Director at the Institute for the Future, and just an all-around amazing person uh, that I actually met at a training at the Institute for the Future. So hey, Vanessa, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. We... We actually met at the Design Futures mm-hmm. training for Institute of the Institute for the Future. Um, and when we were just chatting in there, you said a few things and I was just like, wow, like I, this is someone I want to get to know better. This is someone I want to have on the podcast. I was kind of really drawn to you and to your message and your vision. Uh, so maybe tell folks a little bit about what you do at the Institute for the Future. Um, a, lot, a lot of people listening to this probably know it, but if they don't, you know, a little bit about what it is and what you do there. And then some of the, we'll get into some of the other things that you're working on uh, related to how you view the future. So let's start there. Sure. Uh, so I'm a research director at Institute for the Future. Um, so specifically, if you kind of imagine a pie chart of what I spend a lot of my time on, um, I work um, closely with um, IFT Advantage, which is our organizational partnership program. So it's um, all about helping organizations that are part of that become future ready. So looking at a lot of research, having a community together, um, kind of a conference and um, kind of working with us like a, a slightly a bit of coaching to be able to understand all of that research and put that into work within their organizations. Um, the other kind of 40% of my, another 40% of my time is really spent on a lot of custom projects or working on like trainings, like um, working with the design features um, work there. Um, my research area of interest is um, my master's is in public health, so I do a lot of research associated with um, what public health calls the social determinants of health. Um, so, of course, thinking about health and well-being, but from a very expansive perspective. So, a lot of um, research on the future of work, a lot of things on sort of equity and and sort of all kinds of disparities, um, and trying to understand how that actually affects health outcomes. And then the twenty percent of is just kind of wandering about and exploring and scanning and <laughs> looking to see what are the weird and troubling and amazing, exciting things that are happening in technology and science and, and everything that could have um, implications for, for us going forward. Yeah, that's the, the most fun. I mean, everything's fun, but that 20% yes. where you're on, you're on the fringe and you're looking at like, what is a crazy signal that no one would believe is real kind of thing? I think mm-hmm. that's the exciting part. So so love that. And you definitely come from that health, you know, health background something you're really interested in and you've worked, you know, I think you were recognized in, in Silicon Valley um, for the work you did with, with health, with a, was it, a, was it your consulting company or as a startup? I cannot remember. Um, kind of around like diversity and, and kind of consulting. Yeah. Like I've done a lot. I've worked with an incubator. Like I've just been yeah. all around in health and technology. I've also been on the sort of traditional side of things and biotech <laughs> consulting. And so. That's um, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so one of the things that I was really drawn, um, you know, to you because was uh, the future of belonging, which is your newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what do you cover in this new letter? Why the future of belonging? 
Yeah, I would say the why the future belonging one, it's, um, you know, I call myself a recovering perfectionist, so I feel it's the best label for this. And so I did this desire to learn in public because I had this curiosity, a lot of what I was seeing in my work. And I think things I've encountered in my life were just, you know, why is it so hard to kind of, you know, figure out where you fit in, like figure out who you fit in with, what does it really mean to fit in, how much is fitting in actually minimizing yourself. And so I've just had a lot of these questions going on. And I think in a real future sense, a lot of the sort of three forces that I was looking at you know, there's um, this loneliness epidemic that existed before the pandemic um, that has gotten somewhat worse. Um, there's this uh, piece that I call kind of like de-affiliation or disaffiliation, like the fact that we don't really have kind of social clubs and social spaces, like these identities that we used to have that we were connected with, you know, other than work now, as it turns out. Um, and then just, you know, looking at more broadly at our world, like this um, growing amount of displacement. So whether that's kind of gentrification of neighborhoods, it's climate change and kind of moving people around, like, you know, folks are just a lot more mobile and so we're literally physically less rooted than we used to be and a lot of questions I had were, what does all of this mean if it's all you know even it's continuing into the future um, or whether it's getting worse in some sort of way what does this mean for our sense of belonging and, and where um, how, how we fit and what does that mean and so those were a lot of the questions that I was exploring and so when I a lot of what I cover in the newsletter is I kind of break belonging into kind of three kind of levels in a certain sense. So like on one sense, it's like um, belonging means our sense of safety and comfort. Um, in another way, it's looking at our emotional connection to um, uh, people that are immediately around us. And then the sort of broader sense is uh, this uh, space for meaning making. Like how are we sort of, you know, understanding our purpose in the world? Like, you know, what does all of this mean? Like, you know, this sort of grander, more kind of like awe um, kind of level of, of understanding where and how we belong. Um, and so I cover all of those things in the newsletter and really trying to look at how our technologies and disruptions, and then when the pandemic came along, <laughs> that added an yeah. entirely new level of, of all of this going on. And so that's, that's what we're really looking at. Yeah, and, and that's really exciting. And, you know, obviously I come from a VR AR background. VR is something that has been accelerated because of the pandemic. I personally, you know, I'm a very social animal and I loved going to conferences and meeting people. And that was kind of my, you know, my social, my social side. Like I love going to conferences, meeting my friends, finding my, you know, seeing my tribe in the AR VR industry. So obviously that came to a halt. Um, but the good thing is a lot of that tribe, right, was already in VR spaces, like in, you know, Altspace or VR chat or Horizon, Facebook Horizon. So I've been very lucky in that sense. I think I, I feel very lucky that I've been able to kind of stay connected with my social circle of sorts through VR, um, yeah. you know, with that true sense of presence. Like I, uh, there was a concert in Oculus venues, Steve Aoki, and I went to the concert with my friends in VR. I welcomed the new year uh, in VR with a concert Amazing. inside a virtual Notre Dame. So I feel very lucky. I know that that's not, there's people still in the world that don't know what VR is. They haven't been introduced mm -hmm. to the technology. So obviously I'm, I'm the exception, uh, right? That'll change eventually. But what are maybe some of the things that you've experienced during the pandemic related to this idea of, of you know, of, 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 of belonging, of your social circle, of creating meaning? Like what are some of the things you've personally, uh, you know, that you could share? Yeah, um, I would say, I think a couple of months like in the lockdown, so somewhere around like April, um, there's a startup called The Grand. And so a lot of what they did, you know, their mission is kind of twofold. It's 
think they've been doing a lot kind of like management and building workers and sort of more holistic sense of that. But um, the events that they were holding, which used to be in person, which then became virtual, um, are around intergenerational connections. So really exploring these like deeper questions of what's meaningful, um, how you connect with people um, in these sort of more intimate spaces. And so in, in person, these were kind of more kind of dinner sit down very intimate kind of venues and then virtually they were able to replicate that so i served as what they call a grand guide for one of those and really explored solitude it was something i was super curious about because i had friends who were living alone i know i've had my own issues um just being in solitude like being by myself and kind of what does that mean how does that how does that not become something that's anxiety producing and actually becomes a source of joy and connection to self um and paradoxically actually of like the font of belonging like being able to know yourself and be with yourself and like yourself um, in solitude and not have this be this sort of outside burden placed upon you. Um, it was amazing. Like there were like nine people in the room, like some of whom I still like interact with Twitter today and like afterwards. And we all shared these like really wonderful, like touching, like kind of like physical, mo- like momentum, like or rituals that all of us have during the day that really connect us to self and remind us of what's meaningful to us. Um, it was a, just a really amazing experience to have um, in the middle of this that I think kind of wouldn't have had you know certainly in person it might have had some of that but I think because it was all virtual and like everyone was just grappling with their own kind of troubling issues and then actually the thing to note too is I think there were a few people that were just scattered all over the world and so because we had this virtual space we could actually hold space for folks who would not have been able to have this experience otherwise and so I think things like that are just like immensely meaningful and it was over zoom and kind of a guided conversation with me. that was really really wonderful yeah that's awesome I mean I've had some interesting like social experiences um, I love magic uh, I'm not a magician no. I cannot do a magic trick course you know I could never earn my living doing that you um, should meet our magician in residence <laughs> oh. I don't know, like, oh, really? <laughs> so I love magic and I've been watching like I've been signing up for all these zoom magic shows and Every time I do one, like it doesn't matter how many times I do it, I always walk away feeling so connected and so refreshed and like, oh my gosh. So, so it's completely different from what you experienced in, in the yeah. sense that, you know, but it's, it's aligned to that. Like we can still find connection and we can still find belonging in, in things that, you know, that, you know, that we're, we're zoomed out, right? We're, we're a little overwhelmed with stuff. So I love that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I love like that. Like there was a podcast with Priya Parker that I heard that she like talks about like go big and go small. And so I feel like yeah. there's been a lot of like small, like intimate reactions. But then, you know, like you're saying, like these big virtual concerts, like I think there was a big high school graduation, like at the end yeah. of 2020 for all the ones. Like, and so I love that people have sort of intuited their way to um, yeah. finding spaces for belonging. Yeah. And we need that. So you talk about making, you know, making, having meaning and making meaning and, and finding, you know, that in the sense of belonging. Um, For me, as I start 2021, I think everyone is, you know, was ready to leave 2020 behind. We're looking lucky 21, right? 20 what's coming and we look towards the future. So for me, one of the things I'm, I'm kind of taking on this year is the, the, the concept of abundance and the concept of, you know, me, I am abundant and abundance flows to me. So I've been thinking a lot through that. And one of the things that I'm trying to think about is how do I, what I do, whether it's strategic foresight or futures or whatever it is I'm doing, how can I make it meaningful to people? How can I help more people, right? How can I educate more people? So I I think that's been something that's been on my mind. So when you're thinking about the future of belonging, um, you know, with the younger generations, 
the Gen Zs and the younger millennials, especially Gen Zs coming on board. How do you think that's going to change? Because a lot of them are very purpose-driven, right? They want brands mm -hmm. that have purpose and they want to, you know, they want to make good, like good dents in, in history and in the world. So how do you think that's going to change, um, you know, with the, with the younger generations? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm like an older millennial. Um, and so I think about the fact that, you know, millennials have been through now, this is our second recession, somehow we've had an even worse one. Um, and, you know, Gen Z is like really hitting, you know, this like in their, you know, kind of like formative years. I, you know, I think that adversity has a way of shaping you and it can better connect you to self than what you would have otherwise done. And so I think that for a generational effect, there's going to be, you know, an even more emotionally intelligent generation um, that is coming right behind us. And then I think even like the really, like the small, I think it's called like alpha now, like the kids who yeah, are like six, seven, like those, um, you know, are, are crazy sharp. Like the kids who, like there are two kids who live next door to me here in our neighborhood. Um, five, well, actually now he just turned six a day ago. Um, but the sort of like their powers of like observation and like what they choose to do and like creating with like TikTok, like this is sort of like critical thinking and creativity and just like the ability to be generative and also to do it in a way that's like connecting with their with their peers um, is just completely different. And so I just think it's a different kind of intelligence that's less about um, kind of understanding how institutions work. I think these like those younger generations like don't really care. Like they're just about, you know, what what does work it's not about how do i make this work it's like what does work and so it's just a different approach to problem solving um and so what i think is like really wonderful about some of future belonging perspective a lot of what i talk about is this first principle but belonging happens by design by accident i think these kids are going to be the ones who are going to say you know i'm just going to make this happen like i don't have a frame of reference to refer this to i don't have a sense of loss i don't have grief you know i don't know necessarily what is normal and to the extent that i know that it's normal it doesn't feel true to me as a kid who's just going and exploring and so by exploring i'm just going to problem solve with what i have when i have it and where i have it um and i think that's going to be incredibly generative and like wonderful for us as a world to have those sort of basically kids eyes propagate across all of our system yeah. Um, it, it's amazing. And so I think that potential is really wonderful. And like, I think another thing I talk about too is that, you know, there's a book called like the paradox of choice and that like, there are just so many different ways and avenues to choose that we belong, whether it's like thinking about gender identity or sort of place or like all these other sort of affiliations. And like, that is going to kind of become kind of a burden to be able to figure out, you know, where do I fit? Like there's sheer, like so many different choices, like the phenomenon of kids, like having like three, four different Instagram accounts to be able to have, like you got your Finsta, you got one, we can try on this identity, we can try on this thing, we can spy on these people. Um, and in a certain sense, you have all these ways to split yourself <laughs> to a lot of different yeah. avenues. Um, and eventually you have to choose one because after a while it becomes unsustainable to keep maintaining that. Um, and so I wonder what is gonna be the sort of psychological and you know internal energy as well as external by having an entire cohort of, of kids who are doing with that as well. Yeah, and I see it with my kids, um, you know, with like Minecraft, they started in Minecraft. Now they're all over Roblox. That's yeah. their preferred. And, and it's funny because I asked them the other day and I said, you know, just just for education, I, you know, I knew what it was, but I said, guys, what's Roblox? And, um, and they're like, uh, they didn't even say a video game. They said, it's a it's a community, mom. It's a community. Mm -hmm. And that's how they view that. They said, that's where they socialize with their friends. and their avatar and their virtual identity 
within that metaverse, within that you know gaming world, um, is important to them. It reflects who they are. Um, so I got on the platform and I was designing my my uh, my avatar. And they were like literally saying to me, like, mom, that's lame. That's the worst head you could possibly choose for your <laughs> avatar. People are going to know you're like a noob, uh, like all this stuff. And I was like, but it looks yeah. great. And they're like, no, mom, that's just not cool. <laughs> so so it's it's been fun to watch that with them. You know, they can be one day, they can be a purple dragon. The next day they can be whatever they want to be. So definitely, definitely think that's that's quite interesting. Um, so what, you know, I think we're getting towards the, the end of our time together. So I definitely want to chat a little bit, obviously take it back to the future, uh, bring it, yeah. reel it in back into the future. Um, <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about what is something, whether it's a piece of tech, whether it's news, whatever it is, what is something that you're truly excited about for the future? Yeah, I think something I'm truly excited about, and this I'm sure is probably by the pandemic, is that we, like now our measure of our relationships is less of like how many there are and like how many likes and how many friends and more about quality. I think we all just have an acute awareness of, you know, what does it really mean to be connected with people? I think there's, you know, I've seen a lot of like couples sort of apps, like friendship kind of apps, like ways that people are finding of sustaining relationships and sharing with each other and having shared history um, in ways that are completely um, novel. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'm really excited for, um, you know, I think our social circles are going to get far smaller um, and, and sort of, I think we all realize the sort of the quote unquote preciousness of like our casual interactions. Like I've realized for me, like that's a source of energy just being in a cafe around people. But like my friends that I've had throughout the pandemic have become like, they are family to me now, even more so than they were before. Um, and I think that's something that is going to, we're going to carry forward and that hopefully um, will address a lot of the loneliness that like people had problems with before. A lot of it wasn't necessarily that they um, were actually lonely and didn't and have friends they had friends that they didn't feel that they could be deep with and have um explore meaning with so i think that's exciting yeah i, I can definitely agree with you in that sense that you i've kind of real really realized who are my friends kind of thing yeah. uh right who stuck by you during this pandemic that's huge um so i want you know i want able folks to be able to find you and sign up for future belonging where can they find you and where can they connect with you Sure. So the newsletter is at belonging.substack.com. Um, it's actually a really great opportunity to join. I'm um, speaking of which I've been holding like digital meetups um, every once in a while throughout the year. And so at the end of December, the group that went through and they're like, this is great that we're able to kind of be generative and explore these topics. We were looking at belonging at work. They're like, we want to do something deeper. Can we make scenarios? And I was like, I don't know. I've never done that in a distributed manner before, but we are going to try. So if you check out the last issue, issue number 40 from the end of the year, um, there will be more information about that. And then there's an RSVP link. There will be a series of 10 sessions over the next quarter where we are going to try to build scenarios in a distributed fashion about how can we transform the way that we think about belonging at work. We spend so much time there. Um, so much of our identity is wrapped up in work. And so I think it would just be like, we all just felt that'd be a really great way of exploring um, and creating new stories about what this could look like. Awesome. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to Future Insiders. I hope you'll join Kathy for more interviews about the future. And don't forget, subscribe and be sure to tell a friend about the podcast.